This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to my favorite murder. The mini-sode. The mini-sode. Wow. My hair is <clears throat> standing up straight. Um, I mean, quar- it's core hair it's for sure. definitely. And that is, I say that as someone with wet 70s guy hair right now. <laughs> I always take a shower just perfectly not in enough time to blow dry my hair yeah. when we get on Zoom. So then my favorite d- thing to do. Dries terribly and... Yeah. Nice and frizzy on the bottom, kind of a triangle. <laughs> I need a haircut so bad. Oh, you too. Uh, we read you your emails here and your stories, <laughs> and they're about pretty much anything at this point. Biting, uh, uh, Biden, uh, ball pits, celebrity sightings, the dumps, the uh, haunted houses, things yeah. in walls, right? Murders. We we got it all. Do you want to go first this week? Sure. Okay. Speaking of biting. Uh, I'm not going to read you the line subject. Hi, Karen and Georgia. Longtime fan here. A while back, you asked for biting stories. <laughs> and that's B-I-T-I-N-G, like bite. Well, not G- Joe Biden. Not Joe Biden. Well, gee, do I have one for you. During my freshman year of high school, my church youth group would play games of tag at night in the completely dark and creepy church building. Sexy. Uh huh. If this sounds like a bad idea, it most definitely was. One of these nights, I volunteered to be it. <laughs> Completely out of character for me, the girl who would feign injuries to get out of playing kickball. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that I once went to like the high school for like a semester of for bad kids and PE was literally ping pong? What? So, which rules. is why I'm kind of good at ping pong is because I was a oh juvenile delinquent. Hell yes. They're, and they finally picked something kids want to actually spend their time right. doing and getting good at. They had that in the smoking section in the 90s, which you didn't have anymore. It was pretty. You're just like, what up? That's, cool. That's the life. I'll do a medi- medial math. What's it called? Okay. Completely out of character. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, but, you know, I was feeling adventurous, a.k.a. I wanted to impress my church crush. <laughs> and nothing says hot, single, and ready to mingle like what happens next. Oh. Anyways, the game has started. I'm doing okay. I've tagged a few people. I'm feeling good about myself when I see one of my friends running up the aisles of the church sanctuary. I've And I've decided they're next. They're pretty far ahead of me, but I'm running full speed and gaining ground when suddenly they come to a complete stop. It's too late for me, though. I'm committed. I'm airborne. I'm crashing into him. My mouth collides with the back of his head. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm on the ground and something doesn't feel right. I think there's something floating in my mouth. 
then it registers. It's my front tooth, root and all. Ooh, ooh. I'm inconsolable as my best my best friend leads me to the bathroom to assess the damage, and the boy I crashed into <laughs> follows, apologizing profusely. I repeatedly tell him, probably not super coherently, considering my newly acquired lisp. Oh, let me try it. You knocked my tooth out. You knocked my tooth. <laughs> My in-shock self had no mercy. By this point, someone had found my older brother who drives me to the emergency room where they spend a ridiculous amount of time trying to shove my tooth back in the socket. Ew. Which is uh. about as fun as it sounds. <laughs> Spoiler, it doesn't work and I will eventually have to get fake teeth. I'm sorry, fake front teeth. Uh, after I get home later that night with one last tooth than I started the evening with, <laughs> to my embarrassment and horror, I find out through my completely full text inbox, oh my God, am I popular now, that when I collided with this kid, I must have had my mouth open because he has a cut from the, my teeth on the back of his head and a concussion. <laughs> but who really cares about them when you've essentially bit someone? Thankfully, he didn't care and even brought me flowers the next day to apologize to me. I didn't get him anything to apologize for my small foray into vampirism. But personally, I think my having to walk around missing a front tooth for a week at the already awkward age of 15 was probably apology enough. Oof. Anyway, that's my biting story. Thanks, ladies, for all you do. Your podcast brings some much needed levity to, to my days. I tend to listen while I'm at work, and I'm sure some people are confused as to why I'm laughing to myself behind my mask. And remember, stay sexy and don't get murdered. And if you're ever playing tag, keep that mouth shut. Jamie. <laughs> that's how hard Jamie was running up that aisle. Woo! Dedicated. But can I just ask, and maybe uh, I just missed this. Was it her crush he ended up biting? It sounded or just a random guy. Like it, but I think it was just a random guy. And I'm sure oh, okay. either way. But the crush was probably nearby. The crush probably, probably stopped to gawk. Ugh. Yeah. Losing a tooth is pretty intense. A, an adult tooth. Shit. Yeah, that was no, like, she wasn't in third grade. No, exactly. Hopefully the teeth that she, fake teeth look better than the original yeah it's all you can what if she for? just got her braces off the Ooh, week before <laughs> that's out of a like a teen movie or something i told you about the time i was super drunk on tequila shots at the um rap party for shakespeare in the park which the party was in the park and my friends were like come down here and i started running between <gasps> two sets of benches and we're like basically built up all this steam between oh. running and then ended up flipping over the bench. Oh. And when I sat up, I spit out like a perfect divot of grass that was like a retainer yeah. shape. Because when I fell, my teeth went into the dirt. You're so lucky it wasn't like hard <sighs> pavement. That was the last time I drank tequila and it was in 1991. That's I think. the smartest thing you could have given up. It's the worst fucking... Truly. Don't, don't fall for the tequila like promise the tequila promise is you won't gain as much weight because there's not as much there's some like thing about it's in a like keto or like there's some diet that's like you can drink tequila mm -hmm. right and then it's also like a cleaner whatever it's fucking it's it's still legitimately poison <laughs> i disagree that it's clean yeah. i think it ca causes so many more problems than ha than fun yeah whether or not it's there's like, something it's like a psychedelic almost yeah where yeah. it's different than normal drunks it is 
it you go crazy. Stick okay. with vodka, everyone. If you're gonna Please. drink high, not not the bottom of the barrel vodka too. Brought to you by Smirnoff. <laughs> this is uh, my dad's night stalker story. Ooh, hello, MFM fam. I finally have a story to submit to you. I was recently talking to my dad about the Netflix Night Stalker series when he, which was amazing by amazing. the amazing editorial opinions of yeah. us. Yeah. Um, when he casually slipped into the conversation, did I ever tell you about my Night Stalker story? Oh. Um, what? <laughs> um, um, what? What? So my parents met in Los Angeles and lived there around the time that the Night Stalker was active and terrorizing the city. In the midst of this, my folks decided to pick up and move to San Francisco and had just settled into their new home. When wouldn't you know it, suddenly it was reported that the Night Stalker was running around San Francisco instead yeah. of L.A. I'll never forget it. Never forget it. Oh, my God. The, the Night Stalker migrated north. You guys must have been like everyone. He's coming to our house. Yes, every person. They were like the the rumor that first that I remember going around was he's he kills people in yellow houses. <gasps> then it was people in white houses. Then it was like you had to know certain people to know what the color of the house was. It because I think we've talked about this before, but we watched it happening in L.A. Very like, oh, that's horrible for them. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it came fucking right into the. I mean, it it's such that story is. I wonder. I want to see everyone painting their house magenta. But everyone, yeah. in, <laughs> everyone in Daly City was safe because that's the that's the city that Little Boxes, the song Little Little Boxes, outside Little Boxes. Okay, look that song up. It's amazing. There's a red one and the green. <laughs> My dad sings that every time we're on that freeway. Oh, I love that. <clears throat> okay. okay. What? Where did we go? We? I don't know. My parents understood that the Night Stalker's M.O. meant anybody could be his next target. So my dad took up a new routine of casing the house every night before going to bed to double and triple check that all the doors and windows were locked and that the house was secure. Fine. Mm -hmm. Good. Mm -hmm. Work it out. At this time, my parents had a German short-haired pointer named Faust, who, oh. by all accounts, was just about the most perfect dog ever to exist. Stephen, will you pull up a picture of a German short, <gasps> short hair pointer so we can get a visual on this? I have no point? idea what that is. German, German short haired pointer. Yeah. Faust. Sounds I'm perfect. But one night in the wee hours when everyone was fast asleep, Faust started barking up a storm. Oh my, God. Uh, my dad jumped out of bed, grabbed a baseball bat and made his way downstairs to find Faust growling by the front door with his hackles raised. With his adrenaline pumping, my dad started making his way throughout the house throughout the house, looking for signs of a break-in. He found that all of the doors and windows were still locked and didn't seem to have been tampered with, so he opened the front door to take a look outside when he noticed something sitting on their doorstep. Hold on, Steven's got a picture. Bring oh, it closer. Yeah. Here we go. Bring it closer, closer, closer. Oh, yeah, those oh, guys. Gorgeous. It's basically, it's what you think of when you think of a duck hunting dog is a German exactly. short hair pointer. Exactly. Right? It doesn't that guy, look like a German shepherd at all. It's like a hound. It's definitely a hound. It's just gorgeous. a German version of a hound. Correct. It's got a those pointing German I love those dogs. They're so cute. Yeah. Those are dogs that like to have a job. Those are dogs that need to go do things for you. Oh, like go to the office every day. And <laughs> they want to earn a living right. to bring home the bacon for you. You got those Excel spreadsheets aren't going to spread themselves. <laughs> the dog just deleting entire Excel spreadsheets <laughs> with a paw. Okay. So 
I'll reread that part. So he opened the front door to take a look outside when he noticed something sitting on their doorstep. It was a newspaper. (laughs) Since my parents had just moved to the area, they've signed up for a newspaper subscription. My dad had forgotten that their deliveries would be that very morning. It was like a calling card. I was like, a newspaper. (laughs) Right. It's so sinister. The unexpected visitor that came by and freaked out the dog and my parents was none other than the paper delivery man. I'm always talking about true crime with my mom and my aunt, but I rarely have these kinds of conversations with my dad. He's the sort of person who prefers not to tell tragic and terrifying stories unless he can point out a silver lining or wrap you up in a hug afterwards. Oh, we get it, dad. Thank you for continuing to feed my true crime addiction and for providing a reason to laugh for so many throughout this hellscape that is COVID. MFM and the Exactly Right Network is really getting me through it lately. Oh, my God. Stay sexy and just sign up for an online newspaper subscription instead. (laughs) Ellen. (laughs) I love that. And I love these stories of like people's kids finally asking them about their lives because, you know, we're all like so self-centered. And then suddenly, like your parents have these stories, these untapped stories that no one's ever asked them about. I feel like that's a thing of our podcast that I really love. And I've, you know, it's with my dad, too. It's just like, it's really lovely. It's great. Yeah. Especially dads who are like the usually the strong side. Those of us who have the strong silent type dads. Yeah. The dads from the 60s can't right. come out and be like, honey, I was so scared oh and alone. Like that's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to believe this. Totally. Okay. Uh, old school in car entertainment pays off. Mm. To whom it may concern. <laughs> when I was a child, I would get bored while riding in the car. This was a, quote, few years ago. So when we went places in a car, our entertainment was mostly limited to looking out the window or fighting with my siblings. Amen. What? Can I just say? Remember when they came out with DVD players in the back of fucking headrests in the backseat? I'm telling you what. you. You're so spoiled. You have no idea. My friend Lisa told me this when we were in high school, but she did it when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. And it made, for some reason, it stuck in my head and it made me laugh so hard. Lisa Lanyon, SVH, class of 88. <laughs> she said she used to stare out the window because she was, her older sister was a lot older than her. Yeah. So she was kind of like an only child on for own. a lot of her life. Yeah. She would stare out the window and pick in picture an invisible horse running along through the fields as they drove by. So oh. the horse would, she would make the horse like jump the fences and oh. and go through the trees and stuff like that and she pictured this like a wild horse running alongside That's the car cute. what does she do now because it's such a great imagination she works she works with horses she always Shut has the- she's she's like a, always she's an amazing artist and painter oh she does a lot of things yeah. but i believe the last time that i heard from her this was like a f- kind of a facebook old time facebook yeah. so it was a long time ago but she was working with horses that is beautiful um, isn't that I the best but it that. makes me laugh because because it's such a specific like talk about having to get creative with your boredom. <laughs> Truly. Like we didn't you guys don't even know. Okay. I never thought to learn about cars themselves and I'm still horrible at recognizing make, model, color, but numbers seem to stick in my head, so I started memorizing license plates. Every trip, I would memorize as many plates as I could, and I loved seeing how the same cars would pass you and then show up next to you at a, at a light only to pass you again. Don't speed, you guys. Uh, you're not going anywhere faster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> says the girl who's a fucking race car driver. <laughs> you. 
uh, as I got older and learned to drive, I had to pay attention to the actual road, but I still habitually memorized the plates of anyone driving, quote, suspiciously. I believe this was fairly random teenager criteria consisting of driving too slow, stopping too long at lights and stop signs, and driving a super nice car in my middle class neighborhood. <laughs> because those rich people surely must have been up to something. Eventually in college, I started driving on the highway a lot and my criteria settled into people who cut in and out me and tailgaters, <laughs> not, not me, which is when my weird habit finally paid off. I was, Ooh. yeah, I was visiting my parents. <laughs> this is the best line I've ever heard in a letter. I was visiting my parents' washer and dryer. <laughs> one, yes, one, searingly honest. Uh -huh. Yes, <laughs> one weekend and stopped at a gas station before I hit the road to head back to school. When I went, when I went to walk inside to pay, holy crap! The realization that this was before pay at the pump just made me feel so, so, so old. <laughs> At any rate, when I went inside the store, there was a car sitting out front. A running car in front of a gas station really shouldn't seem that odd. And a gas station that is a block from the police station should be extra safe. You can literally see the police station from the parking lot. But a lot of shoulds in those sentences. A lot of shoulds. You're setting yourself up for sadness. <laughs> you can should all over the place. <laughs> You're, you have should all over this gas station. <laughs> should your pants. And it's not going to pay off. You should your pants. But uh, <laughs> something triggered my habit. And without thinking, I memorized the plate number. Nice. Uh, just as I walked in, I was bowled over by a man running out of the station and hopping in the passenger side as the car sped off. Someone had just robbed the gas station. <laughs> just after him, a teller ran out trying to get the car's information. I walked in, asked the other clerk if he wanted the plate number, wrote it down, paid, walked out and hit the road. Blew the smoke off both my guns, put them back into my holster, got into my truck. That's fucking right. <laughs> Lit a strike anywhere match on my belt buckle. Later. Rolled a cigarette with one hand, threw it up in the air, caught it like Bugs Bunny. Oddly, I have almost never remembered a license plate number since. Oh, that was the the big, it was like the rehearsal and the performance. You should all over the place and then you did your duty. <laughs> and then hey! boom! Hey! <laughs> My random habit found its one useful instance and I moved on, I guess. And that's it. There's no fucking, I can't tell <laughs> Emily or whoever how great of a fucking hometown that was. They just bailed right out of that letter with no, oh, no wrap it up vibe. Cause that's who they are. They left and they blew out their guns. At They're the end just of this like, letter. they Irish goodbye out an email. <laughs> that's how cool that person is. Oh my God. Thanks. Thanks for even stopping by. Listen, probably Emily. That was amazing. <laughs> probably Emily. <laughs> Okay. This one is a feels sensitive to me. Okay. So what I'm going to do is it's it's a it's an email that's based in earthquakes. So we're going to say that this took place in California, and that's as specific as I'm going to be. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to yeah. say I'm going to replace all the other city place names right. with with the phrase such and such. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hello, pets, and Karen, Georgia, and S man. <laughs> <laughs> the first i love it damn it i'm, I'm sorry the s man s is, man. Come is the new <laughs> s man oh, oh the s man i just scared mimi bye sorry karen george and the s man is our 70s sitcom 
uh, I'm currently riding from the car as I cross the such and such bridge with my family. Okay. Yay for family vacations. As we are bumping along and while I'm staring down at the water, imagining what it would feel like to jump off, parentheses, not suicidal, just curious. My mom casually brings up the time her family thought her uncle such and such died in the such and such freeway collapse <laughs> during the 1989. This is complicated san francisco earthquake. oh i know all these details okay so sorry i can be as specific as san francisco yeah because everyone knows the 1989 san francisco earthquake. of course for those who don't know and this is we're back in the email okay. in 1989 earthquake here in the bay was a 6.9 magnitude quake that rattled the area during the world series it killed roughly 60 to 70 people and had a massive financial impact on the bay area mm. Uh, now, this is in quotes. Yes, we all thought uncle such and such died. He was a such and such on his way to work. Um, and after the quake happened, no one was able to reach him. We basically planned out his funeral and had come to terms with his death, my mom says. <laughs> Which I thought wouldn't have been as interesting, but since we're coming home from a family reunion where I, in all caps, literally just saw uncle such and such, <laughs> I knew there was more to this story. Basically, my uncle isn't answering his cell phone because he snuck off to a different country with a new and secret girlfriend after his divorce. Damn. He was new to the cell phone scene and didn't have enough minutes on his phone for international <laughs> international calls. So he left the phone at home. Upon his return, he didn't have any missing messages or calls. Needless to say, my mom's family was shocked when he showed up the following month for dinner with a new woman, completely unaware that they had a grave picked out for him. Oh, my God. Today, my uncle is as carefree as ever. He still denies that it was a, quote, girlfriend he took to a different country. As for my mom, I asked her what she did during the earthquake. And since her and my dad were living in the Bay Area during th that time as newlyweds, my mom, the badass woman that she is, handed out shots of Patron and vodka to her neighbors to, quote, calm their nerves while the ground rumbled. Patron. Oh, that's that, that's OK. That's tequila. That's okay. the, that is the. In an earthquake, post earthquake, yeah. when you're, when the truly in San Francisco, the world has crumbled around you. She was doing God's work on the street that night. We were day. in Southern California and felt it mildly and then watched the news. I was in fifth grade. It was third grade. It was terrifying for you. Must have been that. Oh, this I was in people. Sacramento. Yeah. I was in Sacramento, freshman in college and it, we were on the second. Um, story uh, of a building at Sac State and it felt like some it felt like God had picked up the floor and snapped it out like a sheet oh, the whole room rumbled like a big roll yeah it was one of the weirdest feelings I've ever felt it was totally different and it was completely an aftershock because Sacramento is two hours away from San Francisco the crazy thing is I feel like nowadays all the earthquakes in California have been at night which is almost like a blessing because during the day when everyone's out and about it's so mm -hmm. much there's so much more damage it feels like so much screaming ladies with babies <laughs> Help! Oh, I'm, think <laughs> I'm thinking of the movie earthquake <laughs> sorry stay sexy and always avoid earthquakes by going to jamaica with your secret yeah. lover emma <laughs> yeah you know whenever we travel for live shows i'm like okay let the earthquake happen now that we're out of town <laughs> Nice. Is that terrible? Just throw like light the match and throw it behind you, yeah. as, you as you travel off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my God. What if there's an earthquake tonight? There was one the other day. I know. There's been a there's been a swarm, as they call them. I slept horrifying. through it.
If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye.
Okay. Here is a retro meet cute. Salutations, MFM fam. You asked for meet cutes and my parents, Vaughn and Francis, have the best one. It's Colorado, 1973. And my grandma, Betty, whose Glaswegian accent was so strong, by the way, my friends often thought she was speaking a different language. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's like. Glasgow specifically, it is when it's like. That, that is an accent that is that you need to hear for a while. You need to be immersed in. <laughs> I could just see you f- just furrowing your brow the entire time trying to catch. I was always a word. it was always a big fake smile going. What? what? Sorry, anyway, sorry. One, one more time. The, I'm sorry. The local, the local what? Okay, was at her local watering hole. This is the the grandma. She met a nice fella who she thought might make a good match for her daughter. Is it weird that my grandma was picking up men for her 17 year old daughter in a bar? <laughs> It is, but you know, yeah. the 70s. So she gives this man, who I think was inappropriately in his early 30s, my mother Frances's number. 17 year old's <laughs> number. 17. Uh huh. And he invites her to a party with him, mostly attended by his coworkers. While at the party, which I'm sure was a great first date for my introverted mom, she notices a super handsome fella. In fact, all the girls were noticing this super handsome fella. Spoiler alert, it was my dad, who was a more age-appropriate 21 years old. My Mm. mom saw this guy and knew, knew he was meant for her. (laughs) So she inserted her super shy self into the gaggle of gals surrounding my dad and tried to make an impression. Mm. But what about her date, you ask? Well, she knew she had to play it cool, so she waited to make her move. Luckily, my dad was leaving the party at the same time as them. So sly like a fox, my mom slipped her number into my dad's hand on the way to their car. I've fucking done this before. I I did it less. I did it way more, obviously. Just like put out my arm in the most dramatic gesture. Wow. And was the person like, did they call you? Oh, yeah. I had met him nice. before, but yeah, for sure. Uh, that's, a, that's a cool move. That's a power move. Yeah. In front of a, fu- a bunch of fucking people, too. It was like, you're going to call me. What's up? First, you look over your shoulder and you go, watch this shit. And then you hand it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, check this out. And he'll date me. Everybody. Everybody, look. Um, Without her date being the wiser. She had never done anything like that before, but says she knew she couldn't let this man get away. She waited on pins and needles all night and barely slept, but she needn't have worried as my dad called her first thing the next morning to ask her out. Oh, the real kicker. First thing. I know oh. the real kicker. My mom's date was, you guessed it, my dad's boss. Because remember, it was a work party. Yes. Oh, that's right. He, oh no. Uh, he won't. Come, he won't come out and say he got fired over this. But it wasn't long before he quote no longer worked there. <laughs> oh, that's actionable these days. Anyways, but it gets worse. Part oh. of the reason my mom had no trouble getting my dad to call her was that he had seen her in a Burger King two weeks earlier and noticed how smoking she was. And then it says the most glorious long 70s hair and bell bottom clad legs up to her neck. That sounds real creepy. Uh, he <laughs> recognized her at the party and was secretly thrilled when she sh- slipped him her number. My parents have been happily married for 45 years on April 22nd, 2021, and they have been a truly inspirational role model of what a marriage can be. 
I can't wait till we are all vaccinated so I can visit them uh, wherever it is they happen to be parked in their big ass RV. They roam the country in together living the dream. (gasps) Also, shout out to my murdering mom who was a police dispatcher for the Lakewood, uh, Colorado Police Department for over a decade. She, She passed on her love of true crime to me along with her luxurious hair. Both of which have greatly improved my life. And then there's this new, like, gumdrop emoji that's got a winky yep. face. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? It's a yep. gumdrop. Stay sexy and always slip cute guys your number when you're on a date with their boss, Heather from Atlanta. <laughs> oh, Love it. Wow, that's amazing. That's great advice. Fucking it, go for it. It also must be nice to hear a story about your parents and have that feeling like it was a faded thing. Yeah. Like it wasn't, she made the effort, but he was already excited about her. That's yeah. like such a sweet exciting part of that story. And the best part is they they didn't have a bitter divorce and custody battle at the end. It's like nice. <laughs> yes. It's not as much of a meet cute when they end up fucking hating each other, mom and no, dad. No, it's not. It kind of takes away from it a little bit. So yeah. the fact that they're now roaming the country in an RV is like it's hotter than ever. I bet they God hold bless. hands when they drive. <laughs> While they drive? That's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening? Okay. (laughs) The subject line is new house surprises, a treasure in the wall story. Hello, all. Love the show. Love you. Love your pets. Now on to the story. (laughs) My family moved into our current home last August, moving across the province mid pandemic and eight months pregnant is not something I would ever recommend doing. Thank you for the tip. Now that spring has sprung, my husband has started with some house projects. Project one was some landscaping out front, namely moving some overgrown shrubs from directly beside the foundation. He had been outside for about an hour when he came in and asked, is it a Catholic thing to bury Jesus in your garden? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, is it? I don't fucking know. It's not. You're shaking That sounds like anti-Jesus. I think it's actually you're not supposed to do stuff like that. It's not the 12th commandment. Thou shall bury Jesus in your mulch. And hope a Jesus tree grows. No, that's not uh, that's not respectful of the icon of the J-man. Got it. And then in parentheses, it says, I was raised Roman Catholic. He was not. To which I replied, I'm sorry, what? He had found buried one foot down in a plastic bag wrapped in cloth, a tiny religious figure. I immediately asked if there was any blood on it. Oh, <laughs> Assuming that it was a murder weapon. He replied, no, but I also didn't touch it with my bare hands just in case. Oh, murderinos. In yes. In parentheses, it says match made in heaven. I think so. Yeah. My best friend is way more Catholic than me. And then in parentheses, because there are levels. Um, And she asked what the figure looked like. It was a man holding a child. She told me it was probably St. Anthony and was buried because the previous owners lost something and wanting it wanted it returned. When I told my husband, his response was, quote, does it matter if if it's glow in the dark? What? (laughs) Um, Because it was. And my friend responded, well, that's just hoodoo. (laughs) (laughs) glowing saint anthony is now in our kitchen yes i fucking love that they they found the thing that the people who lost something yeah 
They're like, where, please, Jesus, help us find our statuary. And then buried it. The next, the very next day, our sump pump was acting up. So my husband was in the crawl space dealing with that. All of a sudden, he comes running upstairs saying, you thought the figurine was cool. I just found the best thing you could find hidden in a house. VHS porn. <gasps> he found tucked in the wall behind our sump a VHS copy of Insatiable 2, along with the receipt from the purchase in 2001. My husband's only regret is that we don't have a VHS player, (laughs) and I told him it was not worth it to buy one to watch old porn. His second suggestion was the VHS player is at his parents' place. No! (laughs) I also vetoed that idea. He is uh, currently on the hunt for a digital copy. That is all SSDGM Bailey. Oh, Bailey. Hey, hey, everyone, gather around. Look what we found. Guys, guys, we're going to have a, VA, a VHS porn party. Look what St. Jesus sent us <laughs> or whatever. Glowing St. Anthony. I, it's just it's like it's like a retainer that a kid would get that glows in the dark. I had one. Why mm-hmm. does the statue have to be glow in the dark? Well, because St. Anthony is the patron saint of uh, lost or impossible lost items or impossible cases. Mm-hmm. So you pray to St. Anthony like it like it's like your daughter's wedding day and you lost the keys to the car or whatever. <laughs> then you then you stop and go, please, St. Anthony, help us. So they must have lost something big and crazy to bury something in the yard. And also, I've never heard of burying anything no. as a part of the process but i just but, don't understand what the glow in the dark part comes in patron saint of raves uh, uh, <laughs> yeah because it's a lost cause um i think it's to help you find things in the dark ah okay i think that's fun do they have glow in the dark in the patron saint age Yes. Um, Glow in the Dark was invented in 10 BC. (laughs) By fucking ancient aliens. (laughs) Who were making wallpaper. (laughs) Wow, Uh, Was that the last one? Yeah. But yes. You did did yours? I started. But listen, if you want one more hometown each, uh, we're doing fan cult hometowns now. If we've never read yours, you get a bet. We're only reading stories from the fan cult. So you get a a better chance of us seeing those. You also get like merch when you join, like special and you get discounts on your merch. And um, once we start fucking touring again, you get first dibs at tickets. So it's... Oh, the benefits. They pile high and wide. Videos and uh for just 22 cents a day you too can have all of this and more it's actually way less than that too it's like 40 bucks now right not now it's always been 40 bucks so we're not you know it's not a scam yeah stop accusing us of scamming you (laughs) and stay sexy and don't get murdered (laughs) goodbye elvis do you want a cookie